So before we go on, stand up. <laughs> is it stand up, sit down, stand up. <laughs> it's church. <laughs> the Lord God has given me the tongue of the Lord that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the Lord. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. He healed them all. In uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 12, Jesus speaking, it says, When Jesus heard that, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. In this one verse, Jesus is offering himself as your physician. If you're sick, you need him. He is the great physician. Now, he heals not just your physical being. He goes beyond that. He'll heal your soul. He'll heal your finances. Sometimes the pocketbook is not as well. I need some healing. He'll heal everything concerning your life. It is his will to heal. He says to us, that is why he came to heal Go and learn what this means. I would rather have mercy, no sacrifice. He came to heal everyone. There's another scripture that is intriguing to me. Knowing that Jesus is our physician, and I'd like you to say, Jesus is my doctor. He's not practicing. He is the doctor. <laughs> He'll heal you this morning. Amen. He'll heal you this morning. Now, in Luke chapter 5, the Bible tells us that Jesus was in the house. Jesus was in the house. And the the Pharisees and, and the lawyers, they came in and they sat with him. But then it tells us, and the he was teaching. And the power of the Lord was present To heal them. Jesus was in the house. And Jesus is in this house this morning. Can I hear it? Amen. When Jesus is in the house. The power of God. He's present to heal. Not just one. Them. All of them. He was teaching. And because he was teaching. And the Holy Spirit was with him. The power of God was with him to heal the people. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews 13 verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if that's the case, and Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in the midst of uh, in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So that tells us 
Jesus is here this morning. Now he can't preach to you. He's a spirit being. But I'm taking his place. Amen. And because I'm taking his place. And he's with me. And Jesus is in the house. Guess what? The power of the Lord is present here to heal you. God will heal you. If you believe it, you will be healed this morning. You definitely will be healed. I don't care what you have. You will be healed. <laughs> I'm going to tell this story. I was in, uh, in Manchester, England. And um, there was a lady there, Sheila, and, uh, an English woman. And uh, there was a doctor and different people. I think Pastor Andy was there, saw, me, saw the woman. And uh, they told me, Pastor, good luck. Uh, Brother, good luck, yeah, because I was in the pastor then before the church. And she says, would you pray for her to be healed? I said, oh yeah, if she wants to be healed, go get her if she wants. And she was the pastor's big church in uh, Manchester, the pastor's wife. And she said she has cancer and she's dying. The whole city, because her husband was known in parliament. Everybody knew about her dying. And she says, he got this cancer eating into her nerves. And she can be holding a china. And the china would drop from her hand. And she wouldn't even know. So I said, well, I'm here from America. Uh, you go call her if she wants to get well. And so they brought her in. And, and, and she sat down. And I went to her. And I said, uh, uh, ma'am, uh, you want to go home? That means you want to go to heaven? And she looked at me like, how dare you ask a question like that? And she said, no. I said, okay, ma'am, no fight. And then I said to her, then you're not going home. Because you don't want to go. He satisfies us with long life. Until I'm satisfied with life, I'm not going anywhere. There is no devil big enough to take me out of this world. There is no sickness big big enough to take me out of this world. There is no cancer that can take me out. Until I'm ready to go and I'm satisfied with life, with long life, he will satisfy me. If you've watched, it's in Psalm 91, you can find that out. Okay, Psalm 91. And she said, no. And then I said to her, are you afraid? It's like I insulted her. She said, no. Okay, lady, we're not fighting. I said, okay, uh, God's going to heal you. Then I said to her, don't you ever tell anybody that you're sick and that you're dying of cancer. She said, well, what do I say? Tell them the doctors say. They're right. Doctors don't lie. They know what they know. They're good. God uses them. All good and perfect gifts come from above. God uses doctors. I don't discount them. They know what they're saying. They give us the facts. But God gives us the truth. You see, the truth can change facts any day. And so I said to her, don't you ever tell anybody you're sick. And she said, what what do I tell them? Tell them the doctors say I have cancer. And they're going to ask you, really? But, But what do you say? Then tell them I am healed. And she said, now, call my husband now. Because he's been telling everybody in Manchester that I'm dying. I said, you never said. He was busy on the phone talking. They said, come here, Dennis. You better not say it again. That was over 10 years ago. She's still alive today. God delivered her from that cancer. 
You know, this man says this. Somebody that I love is called T.L. Husband. He's an expert when it comes to this. This is what it says. Once people are fully convinced that God wants to heal them, and that it's not God's will for them to be sick, they almost always, say the word, almost always receive healing when prayed for, if not before. When prayed for, if not before. If you are fully convinced, and I'm going to share from God's word today to let you know from the word of God, not my own words, that it is God's will to heal you. And then the question is, when? Now. Because he, he, the Bible tells us, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, it says, Today, in an acceptable time, I heard you. In the day of salvation, I helped you. And God says, Behold, look, now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. When are you going to be healed? Now. Once you are fully convinced, I don't need to pray for you. While you're listening to me right now, you can get well. And I, I was in Cordell, Georgia. I was preaching and there was a woman with heart condition. You know, she came because she had heard about the healing. And she came to the church to get healed. And I prayed. For, that's the story I told you. I was praying for the girl, that, the little girl that was completely deaf. And I, I was yelling because I was really emotional in this. And, 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 and finally, she started kicking my leg. So you can stop praying now. I can hear you. The preacher didn't know when she got healed. I was too excited praying. And her ears got open while I was still yelling. You can tell I'm an expert, right? In healing business. I didn't know when she got healed. But see, nobody does it. He the great physician. He is able any day, any time to make you well. And, and I'm, so I was preaching. I got through preaching. And then I was praying for all those people probably, including that girl. And she was standing there for a long time because she got a long line. And I was thinking, why is she standing there just waiting? Is this going to be a special type of healing? And she came to apologize because I didn't have the opportunity to lay my hands on her, to pray for her. I said to her, I prefer it that way. <laughs> I like it better this way. I didn't have to yell or scream or do any of that crazy stuff. God got ahead of me and got her healed before I got there. And he is the same Jesus. He is right here today and he'll get to you before the message is over. You check yourself. You will find out that God has already gotten to you and he's healed your body. Check yourself before we start praying. You know that he's healed you because he is that great physician. He is. Will God heal all? Will God heal all? In Matthew chapter 12, he tells us this very clearly. He says, a great multitude. Great multitude. Think about it. Great multitudes followed him. And he healed them all. And not just multitudes. We're saying multitudes. He healed them all. And if you were in that multitude, it didn't matter what you, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you had. Whether it was cancer, 
or whether you were dying, it's been 10 years before you've been sick. If you were part of that multitude, you got healed. And so I tell myself, I wish I was there. I wish I was with the multitude. I wish I was born when Jesus was alive. But Jesus said, no, he's better for you if you don't see me. Because I can do the same. He is here today. It's unbelief that makes us feel we have to be, we have to see him personally. But he is bigger here today because he can do it. Right here, he'll heal you. He'll heal you. Right here. He healed them all. He healed them all. Now let me say this. There's a message out that, well, God doesn't heal anymore. But let me say this. If God doesn't heal anymore, why are you praying? He doesn't do it anymore. Are you saying that you guys pray for me for what? God doesn't heal anymore. Well now, if God heals one person, just one person, that's a clear sign he's still healing And if he heals one person, it's a clear sign he'll heal all. Because Acts chapter 10, verse 34, Paul, uh, Peter said, I perceive God is not a respecter of persons. In every nation, whoever fears him and walks righteousness, he's accepted with him. In every nation, doesn't matter where you're from, doesn't matter the color of your skin, doesn't matter your accent, doesn't matter. Amen. If you fear him, I don't have accents, you all have. But then let's settle that, okay? It doesn't matter if you fear him and you walk righteousness. Walking righteousness is believing him. That's walking righteousness. You're accepted with him. Now, if God doesn't heal today, then he must be, like he did in Bible days, then he must be the God that was and not the God who is. But the Bible says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. How can I tell I'm following the real Jesus? If the Jesus you are presenting to me does not do the, Jesus, the things that the Jesus and the Bible did, how can I believe you? Why should I believe you? But if you show me, just like Paul, Peter, and the other did, that Jesus is the same by what he is doing, even though he is not present physically, then I can believe. Because you have given me the evidence. Is it God's will to heal all? You know, the word testament is the old word for will. Testament means will. We don't use testament anymore, but that means will. If you don't know whether God wants to heal all, why don't you read the will? Read the will. You will find out what it says. <coughs> God's will is good. 
Is it God's will to heal all? There are four questions I want to address, and then we'll start praying. If it's not God's will to heal all, why did God heal all of them in the Old Testament? Why? You know, if you go to the Old Testament, uh, Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, God declared himself to be their physician. He said, I am the Lord, your healer. I am the Lord, your physician. God declared himself. And if you read in Psalm 105, verse 37, it says, He also brought them out with silver and gold. And there was none feeble among the tribes. When God declared himself to be their healer, they all believed him. You know how many people, we are told about 3 million people. 3 million Jews. That's, where they were, that's why they were able to fight wars and defeat the nations around them. There were very many of them. But there was, for 40 years, not a feeble person among the tribes. Think about it. For 40 years, not a child had a running nose. Because God said, I am your healer. Were they perfectly obeying them? No. They rebelled. But God kept his word. God kept his word. Not one was feeble. And today I have so said to you, Jesus presents himself to be your healer. Why don't you believe him? Why don't you accept him? He is the healer, not of one single person. Now, if you have a, if the whole of Houston will believe Jesus, the doctors will sue the church. Because they will be out of business. And those pastors are practicing medicine without license. That's the way it's going to be. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. My people perish for lack of knowledge. We just don't know. God healed them. If it's not God's will to heal all, why did Jesus heal all? Why? We just read Jesus healed all of them, the multitude. If it's God's will to bypass a few of them because it wasn't God's will to heal these few, you mean in the multitude, as large as that, multitudes, there was not one person among them that God wasn't willing to heal? Well, Jesus was so excited about this healing business, he could care less what his father thought. He was going to heal them regardless. Is that what you're going to tell me? Jesus healed them all. There is, you can't find in the scriptures where one person came to Jesus asking to be healed and didn't get it. You can't find it. There is no place. You just cannot find that. The reason why we don't see that in the church is because we don't talk about that very much. And what you hear a lot is about sickness. Yeah. Preachers talk about sickness. Everybody talks about it. And so we've taken that to be part of us. 
But in the, Old Test- in the New Testament, in the time of Peter, James, and John, J- James chapter 5, verse 14, he says, Is any sick among you? Remember that scripture? Is any sick among you? Uh, that means you, some are going to get sick. He says, let the church take care of it. Call the elders of the church. Take care of the problem. He says, if they've committed any sin, it will be forgiven. These are not my words. Scripture. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you see, you're listening to me. Faith is getting built in you. Now, let me tell you this. Faith is not that easy, not as tough as people want it to be. Faith is just obedience. Obedience. That's all it is. It's listening to what God says. There is a part for you to play. And there is God's part. Moses stretched the rod, right? And God parted the sea, right? You do what man can do. And let God do what God alone can do. Noah built the ark, right? God flooded the, the land. You have your part to play. In, in Exodus chapter 15, they had bitter water. Moses took a tree, placed it, and that tree is like Jesus. Bitter, your life bitter, take the cross. Jesus, put it, your life will be sweet. But you do your part, and God will do his part. Jesus looked at the man who had a withered hand, and he said, stretch out your hand. He didn't say, I'm healing you now, son. Believe me, I'm healing you now. I want you to please stretch out your hand. No, he said, stretch out your hand. And the Bible says, and he stretched it out, and it was restored whole. He had to do it. You have your part. He has his part. Jesus said to Peter, come, while he was in the boat. He didn't go... Let me try the water if he will hold my weight. He stepped out. The word made the water solid for him. You have your part. But you have to believe. Amen? Amen. So when you're prayed for, you do what you couldn't do before. If you are scared, there is unbelief there. Hello? Hey, thank you very much. <laughs> When you are afraid, uh, 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 your, your leg is hurting, and it says, stomp on it, pastor, is <laughs> hurting, yeah. And it continues to hurt until you obey. Amen. You step on it. Jesus healed them all. Listen to what Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 38. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent him. How did he do the will of his father who sent him? He healed them all. It's God's will for you to be healed. Them all. That includes you. No matter how long your situation has been, God wants to change it today. God wants you well. It's his heart's desire to see you well. If you want it. If you want it. You know, these things are so clear in scriptures. The blind man came to Jesus, and Jesus said, call him, son of David, have mercy on me. You know the scripture. Jesus said, call him. And then he came to Jesus. Everyone knew what he wanted, but Jesus said, what do you want? You have to express. 
and then you receive. There is never. There's a scripture, Matthew 7, beginning from verse 7. Ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. And then Jesus added, for everyone who asks, receive. Everyone who asks, receive. Everyone. 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 Does that include you? Did God take you out of that everyone? Why don't you put yourself in that everyone and trust that he cannot lie and that because he cannot lie, did God say you can ask for everything else except asking to be healed? Did he say that? Now, Genesis, I mean, uh, with Genesis 18, verse 14, God himself asked, is anything too hard for God? Right? The problem is not whether God cannot heal. The problem we're having is whether he wants to heal me. And if he, I know he wants to heal me, but just, I don't know when. It's now. Jesus didn't tell somebody, why don't you go home, come back tomorrow, and I'll heal you. Have you read that in scripture? I, I think I found it. It's in Hezekiah chapter 4. No, kidding. <laughs> there was nothing like that. It was always now. He came to do his father's will. In fact, in John chapter 4, when talking to the woman at the well, he said, Jesus said, my food is to do the father's will and to finish it. And to finish his work. You know what works is for Jesus? Healing. Works, that's healing. Now, scriptures came in my mind. John 12. I'm not sorry, John 14 verse 12. Jesus said, the works that I do. What was he talking about? Healing. The works that I do, you will do also. And greater works shall you do because I go to the Father. My food is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. What work? Healing. May he finish your healing this morning. Amen. May yours be completed this morning in the name of Jesus. Now, well, excuse me, I'm getting too excited here. This is exciting. This is really exciting. Just to tell you this, because it's God's will, you can even choose how you want to get well. You know, some people are very dignified. Yes, pastor. And you just want to shout, you know. God says you can have it whatever way you want it. Because it's His will. I read in, uh, in, in Matthew <coughs> chapter 14. My wife is going to laugh at me because she knows I love this story. It's incredible. Uh, re- let's read it and, uh, and I'll go into it. Are you guys going to be patient with me this morning? Okay. <laughs> Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Do you know what I know? Many of you are being healed right now. You check yourself. Many of you are being healed right now. And I don't have to be screaming like I did with that lady. You'll be healed already. If you're happy listening to what God's telling you. Amen? And He is a good God. Amen? This is a good scripture here. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 34, When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized Him, they sent out into all that 
surrounding region, brought to him all who were sick, and begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many, can you say it with me, as many as touched it, that the hem of his garment were what? Perfectly whole. I don't know how you see it, but this is how I see it. Okay, Jesus came into town with a large group of people. And the guys are thinking, who is, who are these coming to our town? And one of them said, ooh, that looks like Jesus of Nazareth. And they said, uh, you mean Jesus of Nazareth, the one that's been healing everybody? He said, yeah. And, and, and I'm sure one of them walked up to him. Uh, Jesus? And he said, yes. And he said, hey, please. Uh, could you stay here for a while? We want to go get all the sick to you. All right? Notice he said they went all around the region, not just their city. They went everywhere to collect sick people, to bring them to Jesus. Collect sick people. So they ran, everyone. Hey, you go over that way, and I'm going to go over this way. You go to the north, and, and you, you come this way. And guess what? Jesus sat down and he was waiting for them. That's how good God is. We don't know. They didn't have, they didn't have the cars that we have today. They were not on horseback. They were running, driving all over that region. Jesus stayed waiting for them. That's how much he loves us. And they went everywhere. They knocked on one door, says, Hey, you got any sick person here? I said, what do you want? Uh, we're looking for sick people. Why? Why? Yeah, we need them. Jesus is in town. He's so sick, you can't even carry him. If you touch him, he'll die. Let him die. We're taking him there. And they carried him all the way. And they came with everywhere. And when they came back, you, you read the scripture, read it again. When they came back, they said, oh my God, what have we done? We got too many people. He's been sitting here waiting for us. And, and so they, they said, mm, how are we going to make it so that he, we don't want to bother him? Uh, we know he can hear. So they went to him and they said, uh, 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 Jesus, uh, you don't mind? Uh, please, uh, all we have to just sit down here. Okay. And we just let the people get in the line. And, and, and all they have to do, they'll touch your clothes. And we believe. And Jesus said, yes, let them do it. They were telling Jesus how they wanted to get well. Think about it. And I'm sure they were on the one, that long line touching Jesus' garment. This guy, he, he's blind. He goes in and he touches his eyes open. And he's screaming, I can see, I can see. And he's running. The lame one is running back and forth. And you think Jesus is saying, my father made me to do this. And he was happy watching them rejoicing as they ran all over the place. And if I'm in the line, I'm going to be counting the number of people that are ahead of me. One, two, three, just nine, one people. And if you slow in the line, what's the matter with you, fellow? Can't you move? All you got to do is touch his clothes. Is that difficult for you to do? You're too slow. I got to get mine. Can you see? We forget that these people were people like us. They were people. Can you see that? They were excited. 
And every single one of them was healed. I got to get back to my message. It's so important. Can you give him praise, please? He deserves it. (coughs) And guess what? The same Jesus is here today. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to scream. If people can touch his garment, how difficult is that? You can do better than that, right? But he's here today and he wants to heal all of us. Can I hear an amen? amen? Now, third question. If it's not God's will to heal, why did Jesus put, why did God put our sicknesses on his son? Why? This is funny. And I said this on Wednesday. We act really crazy in church. Uh, Please, okay? Did you know that Jesus bore our sicknesses in the same body that he used to bear our sins? That's what the Bible tells us. Why? Because God hates sickness. Just as he hates sin. The same body bear our sin bore our sickness. The same divine body from heaven. If sickness wasn't evil, why would God put it on his son? Just like he did our sin. Sickness is evil. A sickness is never from God. Let me tell you how it go, why God hates sickness. Sickness takes the family captive. Sickness steals from your finances. Sleep, sickness will take away your sleep. Not just the only one, the one who is sick, but everybody else in the home. Your money. You don't have time to eat. How can that be from God? That must come from hate. God is love. And so God hates it. And just as he hates sin, that's why he puts that upon his son. Let me show you in scriptures here. In Matthew chapter, chapter 8, verse 16, and he said, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirit with, his, with a word and healed again all. Can I hear the word all? He healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled. That which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself, Jesus himself, took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Now, will God fulfill, will Jesus fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah then and refuse to fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah today? He is still fulfilling that scripture so that his prophet is not termed a liar. Jesus is still fulfilling that scripture. He, the same body that bore our sins, bore our sicknesses. Now, we know this. It's funny the way we behave. And we know when it comes to sin and somebody says, well, I've done this terrible sin against God, even if it's murder. And they, they, they're crying, I, I've done something wrong. And you say to her, to him, 
Pastor Larry will say to him, well, why don't you confess this thing before God? And the guy said, I don't think God will forgive you. I can tell you God will forgive you if you confess that sin. The preacher says. And he says, yeah. When will he forgive me? When you confess it, I'm telling you, he's going to forgive you right now. Right? And so he kneels down and he's begging God, forgive me. I committed this sin and all of that. Please, God, please forgive me. Forgive me. Cleanse me. And, and then he says, the preacher says, God has forgiven you. I know that. Said, do you know that? Let me show you from the scriptures. Let me show you from the scriptures. It's, it's written. If you confess your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all your righteousness. God cannot lie. So I know he has forgiven you. Hey, why don't you do the same thing with sickness? The same body that bore his sin bore his sickness. Why don't you tell him, confess your healing? And now I know whether it has nothing to do with feelings. He says, forgiveness has nothing to do with feelings. No matter how you feel, I know you confess and God has forgiven. How do you know the Bible says, well, do the same thing with sickness. A double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. You won't receive anything from God. It's the same principle here. The same principle. Let me read from Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 and 5, from the young literal translation of that, that scripture. From Isaiah 53, where, uh, verse 4, where she surely had borne our grief. The literal translation of that is this. Surely our sicknesses he had borne, and our pains he had carried them. And we have esteemed him plagued, smitten of God, and afflicted. And he is pierced for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is on him, and by his bruise, or by his stripes, there is healing to us. That's the literal translation. The literal translation, the way a Jewish man will read it if he's reading his Hebrew Bible. That's the way it will read. And then look at verse 10. That's very important. And Jehovah had delighted to bruise him. He had made him sick for us. He made him sick for us. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 21, it says that God made him sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. In the same way, God made him sick for us on the cross, that we... Now, you say, well, did you see Jesus on the cross and he has sin all over him? No. But he bore our sin. Did you see him with all the sickness on his body on the cross? No. According to the scripture, he did. He bore our sickness. What he bore, we have no right to bear. That's all right. What he bore, we have no right to bear. If, you, if I'm carrying it, it's illegal. Spiritually, it's not legal. The angels watch and says, I don't know why he's carrying that stuff around. God has already paid the price. He must be so ignorant. My people perish for lack of knowledge. 
today is your day. Can I hear an amen? Today you can tell, that it says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Today you know the truth, and you are on your way to freedom. And God's healing you right now, wherever you are. God's healing you right now. God's healing you. Finally, the fourth thing. There was never a time Jesus sent his disciples to go and preach the gospel for sin and didn't tell them to heal the sick. Never. Every single time he sent them out, he instructed them to heal the sick. You know why? Sickness is an enemy. Sickness is the enemy, one of the enemies of our life. He'll cause you pain. He'll steal from you. He'll cause your children pain. Eventually, he kills you, and your children are left without their parents. Before time. That's never good before God, and he is a good God. And God wants to heal this morning. Can I hear an amen? amen. God wants to heal. Now, I'm going to say, this is the way I'm going to go. The way I feel like, if you're sick right now, you came with the pain, and you can verify it. How many believers do we have here? Oh, you are believers. First thing first. Sin. There, today we are living in danger, dangerous times. Where people, Christian men and women, they live together, they're not married. And that's sin. You, you're sinning against your own body. I, I knew that even before I was saved. I knew that was wrong. How you can go to church and call on God and live with your boyfriend or girlfriend, I just don't understand that. That means you don't care about heaven, you don't care about hell. Uh, you will be, you, I know you won't get to heaven living that way. You got to get rid of it. If you have un- unforgiveness in your heart this morning, you got to have, let it go. That thing will kill you. It's called bitterness. It's spiritual. It will kill you. And not only your body... It will kill your flesh as well. I was in a meeting with Angela in O.R.U. or at Roberts University where pastors got very upset because members have done things to them. And they got bitter. They still preached and God was still using them, but they were bitter. Many of them were sick. They asked for forgiveness to forgive those people and asked God for forgiveness. Instantly, several of them were healed just because they forgave. He taught me a lesson that day. People will make, do something wrong. I mean, they will offend you. That's normal. Jesus says it's impossible that offense will come. It will always come. How you handle offense, that's another thing. For me, I choose to forgive. I will let them go. I don't, I mean, if they've already offended me, why should I keep it? They're sleeping and I can't sleep at night because I'm so mad. Why should I go sleepless while they are sleeping? After the, you got to forgive them. Let it go. If you forgive today, if you will let God forgive you for holding on forgiveness or for the sins in your life, if you will put that first, I have no doubt God will heal you this morning. Some of us, Jesus was clear. The reason you're sick is because of your sin in your life. He told the man... At the, the, the part where the, the, an angel stirred the water, he said, go, don't sin anymore, so something worse doesn't come upon you. He didn't lie. 
Some of it, not all sickness, but some of it is because you are holding on forgiveness. Some of it is because you're doing something that you shouldn't do. These things are real and I can't hide the truth from you. If you will tell God this morning, I'm going to let go of all that and I'm going to serve you and you alone. Believe me, you will be healed. Not only that, everything around your life will be healed. Your relationships will be healed. Your finances will be healed. Everything. And I say, if your, fi- your bo- checkbook is sick this morning, we want to pray for that as well. Amen? God's going to heal that. All eyes closed. Heads bowed. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He's been calling for you. He's been wanting you to be a part of His family. If you haven't accepted Him, Lord Jesus, into my life. I want Him in my life. If you haven't done that, He wants you to do that today. You're here this morning and you said, I heard the word and I want to surrender my life totally to Christ. Maybe you have accepted Him before, but you haven't been following really close. But today, you want to go closer to God. If that's you, I'm speaking to you as well. At the count of three, please put your hand up. God will see it and we'll pray for you and God will forgive those sins and you can start your life afresh. One, two, three. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you. I see those hands. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Internet security alert. Your computer might be in internet security. That's not the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Okay. Can we all now pray together? Especially for those that raise their hands. I believe just because you've raised your hands, God has forgiven you. I have no doubt about that. I know that from scripture. Okay? So we just say words to the Lord, telling him we mean what we raise our hand to do. Say with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, into the world for my salvation. Lord Jesus, I receive you into my life to be the Lord and Savior of my soul. In Jesus' name, thank you. Put your hands together. Amen. Thank you, Lord.